Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a football Friday. we got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. Spray the line coming up in a bit. Uh, let's talk more about Oregon State and Washington, though. We're fired up, man. It's a big game in college football this weekend, a top 11 showdown in Corvallis, the last home Pac-12 game for Oregon State. And joining us now is friend of the program, Christian Capel, at Christian Capel on Twitter, uh, on Montlake, a Substack uh, subscription site covering the Washington Huskies and the co-host of the Say Who Say Pod. Christian, good morning to you, man. I, I imagine up in Seattle they're enjoying looking at that point spread and so they can use the worthy underdog mantra in the locker room. What's been the feeling all week leading up to this game? Yeah, if uh, if not the team, then certainly the fan base, right? I think everybody's always trying to to look for ways that they're being doubted or disrespected. And if the uh, the number five college football ranking, college football playoff ranking, wasn't enough, then certainly I think seeing the uh, the point spread and being an underdog for the first time this season, um, I believe the first time. Maybe they were a slight underdog in the Alamo Bowl, so uh, it's 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 been quite a while, and, and yeah, that that certainly sort of adds to that vibe a little bit. Uh, Christian, you know they they had those struggles against Arizona State and Stanford, and and we obviously down here in Oregon were like, hey, well the Huskies, the way they've looked, the way they beat these bad teams by you know very thin margins. The one thing I've kind of had is like just going undefeated during the regular season is in itself a different animal. We've never had a team go undefeated in conference play, and Washington wins this week, and I think most think that they will do it because Wazoo looks like a dumpster fire right now. How do you, how do you just feel like mentally the Huskies have been through this journey where Oregon a few weeks ago, it's the Super Bowl of college football, it felt like, at least in Seattle, then a couple struggles, and then a Utah game where their defense played lights out. Where do you think men- mentally Washington, how they've handled this season? Yeah, I think if anything, those close calls have kind of bolstered this belief that I think they would say they already have. But, you know, once you've put a few of those results together, this belief that no matter how things go throughout the course of a game, that if they hang in there and keep playing, they'll find a way. Um, Because they did it against a really, really good team, Oregon. They've done it against some not as good teams, Arizona State and Stanford, where those teams are hanging around a lot longer than anyone thought they would. And you know, I don't know if there's another game this year that really felt like it was not going to go their way uh, more so than Arizona State. 
Um, and I think the fact that it was their defense that bailed them out in that game and that, you know, they, they've, they've got all this empirical proof that, Hey, um, just, just keep playing. Even when it looks like the, you know, this is going to be the week you finally drop one, you know, you've, you've found a way every single week. So I, I think if anything, it's, um, it's, it's sort of just been evidence that they can draw on experience that they can draw on that, Hey, down in the fourth quarter or, the offense isn't clicking exactly right. Um, just keep playing, and, and eventually it'll work out because this year it always has. Hmm. Well, where are they at? I mean, th- this time of year, everybody's banged up. I know Oregon State's going through some stuff on defense. Where are they at health-wise at this point in the year? Yeah, I mean, they, they've been without Jalen McMillan offensively for the last several weeks. He's really, you know, effectively only played in two and a half games. He's been, you know, tried to come back from a knee injury a couple times and couldn't quite go, and they got him out on the field last week um, against Utah for just a few snaps, no targets or anything like that. And so it seems like they're they're trying to, to build his confidence back to where they could use him again. They did get Tulila Tulinasanoa back, their big senior D tackle. Um, that was that was really big for them. He was able to play 30 snaps against Utah and had the penetration for them on that safety in the third quarter. So, um, you know, they, they, they're healthier than they've been. Um, they're still missing some safeties, Asa Turner, didn't play against Utah. Cam Fabiculanen came back and played some, but but had to leave with an injury, so his status is kind of up in the air. So the back end of that defense um, is, is probably the biggest concern when it comes to injury and, and not having the guys that that they've uh, they've got at the top of that depth chart. Obviously, being on the road different than at home. What do you remember from the matchup last year that you're kind of putting into this game out of curiosity to see if. Whether it's Oregon State does something or Washington does something, what about last year's game? Do you kind of apply to this year's game? Well, it sounds like the weather's going to be terrible again, so <laughs> that's, maybe that's a similarity. Um, yeah, I, just, I remember how just it was crazy, windy and rainy, and really hard for both teams to throw the ball. I mean, I remember Oregon State having someone running wide open in the second half, and and deep pass just kind of floated on them, and and it was hard to complete those kind of throws. Um, look, you know, I kind of equate Oregon State's program in some ways to Utah, where you just know, you know, regardless of the personnel or who's hurt, who's out, whatever, they're going to play really hard. They're going to be really physical. There's going to be some big hits. They're going to they're going to come into the game believing that that they should win and will win, and it's just going to be a battle for four quarters. That's kind of what I remember last year, just watching Oregon State's defense, how aggressive and physical and confident they play. Um, and then, you know, I don't know that Washington ever really had an answer for their running game last year. Um, they were they were fortunate to hold them to 21 points and made some plays when they needed to. But I'm, I'm watching that matchup, too, especially on on early downs. You know, can they get Oregon State into some obvious passing situations and not just let Damian Martinez and Deshaun Fenwick move the chains all day? Mm, we're talking with Christian Capel on Montlake. Go check out the Substack subscription site and the Say Who Say pod covering uh, the Washington Huskies at Christian Capel on Twitter. On that note, defensively for Washington, how, how do people up there feel about them? Like, I think there's it, it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? When you look at a lot of the numbers and the way they played in some games, it's not great. The, the overall statistics don't really back up that this is a good defense. We're a bottom tier defense, right? Statistic. But and then you look at, hey, against Oregon, they needed three big plays, and they came up with three big plays. Against USC, they got a strip sack at the end of the first half. Utah. Against Utah, you get the pick that I know they dropped at the one-yard line, but it ends up setting up the safety. Like, What's the balance in, in how people feel about the defense? Is there a trust there because they come up with big plays, or is there the fear that this is the liability that will bite them? 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think Husky fans feel better about the defense late in the fourth quarter than they do at halftime, generally, <laughs> um, because it is, the game plays out that way. They're not very good at not giving up yards, but until really these last few weeks, they had been better at keeping teams off the scoreboard. And now you talk about some of these games where they don't stop teams from racking up yards or scoring points, but still, like you mentioned, they, they find ways to make plays or they get better throughout the game, right? They shut out Utah in the second half. Um, they'll, they'll get an interception here or a big sack there. Um, and they, they do kind of pride themselves on just, Hey, they know their offense is going to score a bunch of points and they just got to make a couple more plays than the opposing defense. And they, they feel confident that they can do that. So yeah, it's, um, you know, tackling's been a huge issue and I just, I don't think that they've had, um, the success stopping the run that they, they probably hope they would. I think they've been a little bit better against the pass than they were last year. It's, hard to make an apples to apples comparison because I think they're playing against better quarterbacks overall. Um, you know, they didn't have to deal with Caleb Williams last season. I think their secondary is a little bit better, but then, you know, they're dinged up at safety. So they've got some inexperience at least at one of those spots. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're piecing it together. I think last year, you know, they kind of got rolled over a bunch of times and, you know, opposing teams knew they could get a lot done throwing the ball against them where, at least this year, there's that playmaking ability. They've got a bunch mm-hmm. of interceptions. They pressure the quarterback a lot, if if not actually sacking him all that much relative to what they did last season with the same guys. But um, I think they feel like they've got enough playmakers to get by and, and win each game. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Washington's going to lose a game this season, I, I think a lot of people would look to that as the reason that, that it could happen. Uh, Christian, I'm I'm not one, and, you know, some Duck fans don't like it. I'm not particularly fond of Bo Nix as the Heisman. I think he's had a great year, deserving of being in New York. How I just, dare you? How dare I know. you? I, I, just, I think Penix and Daniels have had better seasons, and they're asked to do a little more, given the structure of their team with the question we just asked you. Uh, it feels like a pretty big weekend for Penix if he's going to – jump into this conversation. I mean, he's, I think uh, Bo Nix is a minus 200 to 250. That's a pretty sizable lead at the Heisman. What do you make of the Heisman race and how pivotal this weekend is kind of, it is for Michael Penix? Yeah. I mean, I think I see it hand in hand with Washington's CFP chances in that. Yeah. They're number five right now, but I think everybody knows if they take care of business and win, um, they're, they're going to rise up, right? The data is going to work out. Ohio state and Michigan have to play each other going undefeated is going to require a big, you know, top 11 road win this week. It's going to require beating Oregon again on a neutral field. So they'll get there. Right. And so I think with Michael Penix Jr.'s Heisman chances, it's sort of the same thing. Like either if if they're going to beat Oregon state, they're going to need a big game from game from him. And if they're going to go beat Oregon a second time in two weeks, they're going to need a, a really big game from him again and, and it'll work itself out. So, you know, I look at Bo Nix's numbers are hard to deny and he's a playmaker and, you know, he can do it more with his legs than, than Penix can. So, you know, he's maybe a little bit more dynamic that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. But just watching this team the last two years, knowing what Penix means to Washington and the way he's elevated their offense and really elevated their whole program, um, you know, certainly he's worthy of being right in that conversation. And we're going to get some head-to-head matchups here in these next three weeks that are going to determine that to some degree. 
Yeah, a lot of it depends, too, just on how guys play in those big moments, in those big games, for sure. I mean, last one I got for you, Christian. I'll see if uh, Spray guys anything else. I mean, this is, I think we're going on, what, five straight close games. I don't like counting the Arizona game that way because they were in control that entire game, and Arizona got a touchdown late to make the final score look close. But they had a they had a buff for most of that game. But you start with the Oregon game tight. The Obviously, Arizona State-Stanford were the head scratchers. And then you go to USC. It's a back-and-forth game. And then we know how last week went. Um, this, ironically, would not be viewed as an upset in Vegas because Oregon Oregon State's the favorite in the game, but it would obviously be viewed as an upset if it happens in the college football world. Just how, how do you think it plays out tomorrow in Corvallis? Yeah, I'm. You know, when I do my my official picks or whatever, I'm I'm probably going to pick Washington by six or seven. Um, I do think that this is a team that just kind of finds a way, and they've they're experienced in that. You know, even dating to last year, right? You look at their performance in close games. They had the two losses against UCLA and ASU, and they've won seventeen games since then and and um you know face this oregon state program obviously they're they're different teams on both sides of the ball but um i i think their offensive line is playing really well right now i, I think they've figured out their running game i mean that's uh maybe an overlooked factor right everybody has kind of taken washington's offense for granted that it's just going to be really good week in week out but i think it's improved i think dylan johnson has kind of given them a different element um to take advantage of maybe some of the lighter boxes they've seen as a result of their passing game, loosening defenses up. So I think they're going to continue that. I think it's going to be a tight game. You know, I think there's going to be some points scored and um, I I think it'll be decided in the fourth quarter, but I I do think Washington gets it done. Yeah. I was going to actually bring that up, but I'm glad, I mean, he addressed it. The offensive line and the running game, it feels like the last, two to three weeks has really kind of figured something out here. And we've always, when we talk about Washington, you mentioned the balance. It's largely been, hey, Penix, do it all. And it feels like, at least the last couple games, the offense has been able to lean on Dylan Johnson and say, we're going to need you to carry this for like two quarters. And have, I mean, having that for yeah. a team like Washington is it's vital. It's that huge. balance, that balance is there, man. I can't wait. What a game. Christian Capo, go check out On Montlake, the Substack subscription site covering the Huskies. is as good as anybody out there day in and day out. Say who, say pod, a great podcast covering Washington football at Christian Capel on Twitter. We always enjoy the time, man. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, have fun in rainy Corvallis tomorrow. And hopefully we can catch up again soon. Oh, I will. Thank you, guys. There you go. Christian Capel on Washington in Oregon State. I, I mean, whether you think anybody's a homer or not, I don't think he's a homer. I think he covers the program. I think he's he's making a good point, though. Like, they do, in every game they've been in where it's tight, like, they, they just have found a way. It's, they find a way to make a play. It's uh, it's weird. Like, all the stats say Oregon should have won that game. All of them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Inside the 10-yard line twice and a third and two, fourth and two. You couldn't get a first down. Arizona State, people are sick. You can't score a touchdown. Boom, pick six when you need it the most. Stanford... You know, you, you got kind of lucky with the dropped catch on yeah, that one down. wasn't the making the play thing. Yeah, but, that one, but, yeah. but you know, still like you, sure. you find something goes your way or you find a way there's there's a resilience involved with that. So for sure can't really blame him for picking Washington to win the game. And I also get that as the season goes on and you keep surviving week in and week out, that that's the belief of like we're just, every time we're close, if we're down, if we're in a tight ball game, like we're going to find a way to win. I think yeah. the the outside the bubble mentality is like, is that really the way you want to live week in and week out? Because you were on a race or thin edge that it feels like you could teeter at any moment, but yeah. they believe up there, and I can't blame them, man. You keep finding ways to win. I'd probably feel the same way if I were That a running fan. game scares the hell out of me. I yeah. think that running game, it, it, it watch that running game tomorrow. That's the interesting thing here. That running game gets going again. 
I mean, it's it's just hard to beat that team when they're balanced like that. There is no doubt Oregon State rush defense on the year, uh, fifth in the conference. It's not bad. Not but terrible, but the way Washington is yeah. run blocking right now, and he is, Dylan Johnson's yeah. a beast. He is, man. Uh, you go for like 150 tomorrow, 175, 180, what Oregon State did last year to them. If they can do that in research, they're going to be there at the end with a either shot to win it or in control of the game. I got a couple more thoughts on this game with big one tomorrow in Corvallis. Uh, your thoughts are welcome, as always, on the Vancouver Ford text line, which is 503-864-6326. You can hit us up on the YouTube chat and tell me how much of a duck honk I am. I always enjoy it. Uh, we'll get to spraying the line at the bottom of the hour. Get your fake sponsors in. We are back after this talking more college football next on the fam. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, a lot of thoughts rolling in. I wanted to ask quickly before we culminate our opinions on Oregon State and Washington. Cannot wait tomorrow. The schedule could not have set up any better. I would like to thank the college football gods. I got an early morning pregame show. (laughs) Home to watch the Ducks. That game will be settled and over by the time Oregon State and Washington begin at 4.30. You don't even have to drive down Eugene. Don't have to go anywhere. Thank (laughs) the gods. I'm going to be able to watch that entire thing from start to finish. Yeah. Um. Do we sniff any up? We do this every Friday. I like asking the question. I'm going to ask it again, as I always do. By the way, happy SEC bye week to everybody. Alabama's playing Chattanooga this oh. week. It's that, that week in the SEC. Ole Miss is playing UL Monroe. Oh, that's tough. Uh, Mississippi State's playing Southern Miss. Yeah. Texas A&M is playing Abilene Christian. Who's Missouri playing? Because they'll probably get vaulted up two spots. Missouri's got Florida this weekend. Circle that. I oh, could see an upset. God. I'm sniffing an upset there. Just remember that. That would be the most hilarious outcome. Would it not? If they lost to Florida. And they'll only Ooh. drop one spot. <laughs> yeah, it'd be 8-3, and three, <laughs> drop to number They'll be like 10. 18 or something. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas is playing Florida International. Mm. LSU's playing Georgia State. So shout out to our SEC brethren who are really challenging themselves this weekend. Uh, I'm just going to throw a couple at you. You can throw them right back if you want. Louisville on the road at Miami I have circled. Mm-hmm. I don't think Louisville's that good. Miami's got talent. I, I would not be shocked at well, all if Louisville loses. The problem with Miami is they lost their quarterback last weekend to Florida State with a horrific arm injury. Yeah, now their other starter's back. So their starter... Van Dyke sucks. Yeah, well, I think Mario sucks, but yeah. No, 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 no. Coaching quarterback. I don't is. disagree with the offensive take, but if you go look at Tyler Van Dyke from two years ago to this year, it has nope. been a huge drop. By the way, trust tree. 
I'm probably going to DVR the duck game. That's all right. If I see an outcome that's 52-10, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to watch. It's totally acceptable. Is that okay? It's totally acceptable. You can just fill me in on Monday. I'll give you all the details. If Ty it's... Thompson's going to look amazing. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it for a half hour. Okay, all right. So I just want to make sure we're in the trust tree here right. and, you know. I, I just watched the condensed version of Oregon State-Stanford because that was me for this weekend. I missed the Oregon State-Stanford, and I was like, all right, that's a blowout. But I, I wanted to see the highlights and see how guys sure. played. Uh, Georgia on the road at Tennessee. The line is only 10 in this game. No. 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 Okay. All they, right. I'm just when throwing Georgia out. needs throw it, Georgia has it. Why okay. is Tennessee still ranked 18th? I mean, they're 8 and 3 or 7 and 3. Where would you rank them? Are they outside the top 10? I don't know. Who have they beaten? Who in the, the Pac 12 has three losses and isn't ranked? Do I don't we think, have that team. I don't think we do. Okay. Utah has three losses. No, yes. four now, I think. Hold on. Now you're going to no, Utah's three. Me. Utah's three. Utah's three. And they are still ranked. Arizona has three and they're ranked. Yeah. 22. USC has four. USC has four. That's so right. all of our three lost teams are ranked. Okay. So make so sure we're getting respect. Just, just, get, just <laughs> point that out. I want our respect, okay? Well, like I see your opinion. Tennessee's not very good, but they're not. T- like Tennessee is Arizona. Yeah. Like, yeah, good. I don't want to, you know, they could beat you if they bring their A game. And then being ahead, Arizona is kind of lining up with what college football largely has been for 30 years. It's um, SEC first. Yeah, you're not wrong there. And let's see, anything else? Texas on the road at Iowa State. That's another one that's, people have circled. That's the one. That's the one you like? I'm okay. circling that one. Okay. Um, Texas has kind of done the Washington thing. They've played with fire a little bit. They've been close in these games. They they just blew a massive lead last week into back TCU. Back-to-back weeks. Kansas State and TCU in back-to-back weeks. 20 points in that game. Yeah. I changed the channel. I'm like, well, this one's a dud. And they're starting quarter. Quinn Ewers was back last week, too. He was. Um, Iowa State, I, I don't think Iowa State's that good, but I read an article yesterday in the uh, Des Moines Register about the scenarios that Iowa State is still in play here for the Big 12 title game and how many people don't know that. And if they win this weekend, they're right there near the front of the line, if not being able to do it. It's in Iowa State. Texas might ultimately beat them with the talent, but... Let's go Cyclones, dude. I want to see that one. I do, too. I this think is their Super Bowl. Last time Texas is ever going to go to Ames, Iowa. They will never play that game again. I mean, that's a very good point. Yes. You'll never see that game it's again. very similar to Washington and Oregon State. Yeah, it's like, is Washington ever going to go back to Corvallis? No, probably, why probably would not. you? You might get the Oregon-Oregon State game rescheduled at some point, but Washington's not signing up for no. that. Like, no, thank you. Um, what is what is the biggest matchup or the big – I mean, I know you brought up DJ. Is that the biggest one you circled this weekend? If Oregon State is to win, X needs to happen. It's DJ needs to play well. No, I actually think it's it's defensively. I think it's the secondary. Uh, you know, I think it's the uh, defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think you have to get pressure on Penix, and you have to slow this running game down, man. Go look at Dylan Johnson's box score game logs – and yes, USC is on that, so it's maybe there's an asterisk for you. He still ran for 200 yards. He is, I think, he is a really talented player. I think he should probably be in a conversation. The problem is their offensive line for most of the year has not been great, and they have struggled to run the football. But I noted it about Oregon. Mm-hmm. That hundred yards he rushed for against the Ducks Massive. was maybe the most underrated stat. And the last couple weeks, it feels like they've kind of figured this out. If they can run the ball in Oregon State. And that pass rush doesn't get to Penix and put any pressure on him. I'm kind of with Christian, and I'll be wearing orange. But it's hard to see Oregon State being able to beat them 
if you're not slowing those two things down. Mm. Swag, biggest key for you? You think secondary? I think it's the secondary. I think they have to make sure that an eight-yard slant to Roma Dunze is only an eight-yard play and not a... 88-yard play. Hmm. So hard. He's so good. Dude. I know. He's unbelievable. I mean, that's just why I kind of go to the other side of the ball because I just like Washington's offense is so good. Like, you're not going to stop them. You're just not. Like, they're going to hit big plays. They're going to score on you. I, I If you're going to kill Washington, if you're going to be the team that finally dethrones them from the undefeated season, hmm. I think it has to be on the other side of the ball. It has to be your offense just being unstoppable. And then the other aspect of it, DJ is DJ's numbers are great this year. He's played really good football the last handful of weeks. I would not like to see one of those highlights that everybody posted from the Stanford game where he's throwing, fading away, 50 yards across his body. That was like, unbelievable. He has <laughs> unbelievable arm strength. Please don't ever do that again because you should never do that in a football game. I know it was a touchdown, but please, for the love of God, don't do that this weekend. Don't turn the football over, and I think you have a chance to score on almost all of your drives. If we he has be- not thrown a pick, by the way, since yeah. the Utah game. Oh, really? He has not thrown a pick since yeah. Utah. Uh, I mean, goes back to the original point. If we beat Washington and Oregon didn't, we jump Oregon in the standings, don't we? We I mean, beat Utah too. So. Come on, that's how it works. Just one plus one. We beat the Cougs though, so we got that going for us. Well, you got the you bad know? Cougs. We we, the, we had oh, the good we got, Cougs. Okay, you yeah. got the good Coug. Okay. You you yeah. got the Coug that got in a fight with a grizzly bear. We <laughs> yeah. had we played the fresh baby Cougar that was hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a different Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's break the line. Get your fake sponsors. Damn in. it, that loss looks awful, man. As the weeks go on, it that does not team look good. is so bad. I'm so pissed off. Hey, by the way, we're not going to get to it probably to close up the show. Go Cougs tonight, dude. Last home game for them in the Pac-12 is tonight. This Kay. is it for them. Their Pac-12 run comes to an end tonight. Dion Prime is in town. It's going to be freezing in Pullman, 32 degrees and clear. Yeah. Come on. Kind of rude. Why would you root for Colorado? I love Coach Brown. This is your pack, too. I've been eating almonds all year. What do you just get matter off? with My you? health kick knows no bounds. I need more almonds. Deion Sanders, I need you in my life. Give me those shades, baby. Shamed of you. Give me um, those shades. All right, let's spring the line. Get your uh, fake sponsors in 503-864-6326. We'll gamble next. Spring in the line. Spring in the line. Spring in the line. Spring in the line. Spring in the line is brought to you by mm. Ricky Bobby. Just like Brandon Sprague, I wake up in the morning and I pee excellence shake and break baby shake and break <laughs> spring line brought to you by danny meringue's injury history still less painful than betting a spray pick <laughs> i actually don't think that's possible yeah you won't tear in hamstrings betting a spray pick he got weekend. in yesterday though i was happy he got in he got, got out of in. the house uh spring line brought to you by costco vultures our lives aren't miserable enough so we spend large units on these picks <laughs> Sprague Line brought to you by MySpace. Sprague's gambling advice was so insufferable that even Tom wouldn't be his friend. <laughs> Tom wouldn't be your guy, huh? Wouldn't be in your top eight. Smartest guy of all time. $500 million to get out of the game. What a genius. Love Nobody's it. heard from that guy in 20 years. No. He just disappeared. No. Spring Line brought to you by Payless Shoes. With Whiteout, you can have the Adidas superstars, kind of like the Mountain West Conference when they rebranded the Pac-12. Oh. Spring Line brought to you by No Pants Sprague. Finally something more disappointing than a Sprague pick. <laughs> Sir, where's your unit? Where's your pants? It's cold, officer. I was in the pool. Spring Line brought to you by Gay Dirt and Sprague. Just like these picks, it's a little confusing. Okay. Yeah, yeah a little confusing. <laughs> Spring Line brought to you by the Costco parking lot. If you waited for a spot as long as you waited for a Sprague pick to hit, then you'd have to charge your AA battery in your car. <laughs> Hashtag park in the back. <laughs> 
Spring Line brought to you by waiting for a close spot at Costco. A waste of time, yeah. just like a spray pig. Yeah, touche. All right, touché. here's uh, what happened last week. Look, I was emasculated by Ken Barkley yesterday, which led to me cussing on the air, which I may or may not have done. Nah, that didn't happen. Depending on who you ask. No. Uh, I'm on a nice little streak here. I would like to point that out. I was mocked and ridiculed for for basically half that segment yesterday. I'm having a good little run. I'm having a good little year, and I just want to protect my honor and my integrity. Here's how we did last week. I went 3-0. I hit on the 49ers uh, against the Jags. The Jets Raiders under of 37. And the Bucks at home minus one against the Titans. Sprague had a kiss your sister week. 1-1-1. One, one, and one. You lost on the Falcons against the Cardinals. Don't get me started on that game. You had a push in the Lions and Chargers. Unbelievable that that was a push. They should have <laughs> won that game by 10. Which, by the way, that's our first push of Sprague in the line this year. We yeah. hadn't had one until that. Tush push. And then uh, you nailed the Cowboys yeah. laying the big one against Damn the Giants. Get out of here. Swigard whiffed on Arizona minus 10 against Colorado. Yeah. You whiffed on the Bengals minus 6.5 against the Texans. I felt good for you for that first tud, and then they just yeah. didn't do anything after that. Nothing after that. You hit on the Chargers and Lions over 48, uh, 48 and a half. Oh so my. one and two weekend for Swag. Here we go. Season records. I am 22 and 11. Uh, Sprague is 15, 17, and 1. Ugh. And Swag is now 13 and 20. So that's where we're at. Let's go what's to this swag, week. What's Swag's record? 13 and 20. Yikes. 13 and 20. Well, swag, what happened? I mean, this has kind of been a year-long thing. It's kind of prolonged, you know. It's like being Jimbo Fisher. Like, are we expecting different results at this point? Where's my buyout? <laughs> Did you just call him the Jimbo Fisher of Spring in the Line? Did you guys, by the way, see his post-game speech from Saturday? No. The most depressing I know I'm Did getting he fired. Know? Did you think he yes. knew? Did you watch his speech? I didn't. Go no. watch his speech, and then you'll know. Yep, he knew he was getting fired. He was like, ah, right, you know, we got to send the seniors out on a win, and, uh, you know, make sure you work hard this week, and, uh, you know, I'm real proud of you guys, and uh, let's go a Here we go. All right, here we go. Pick number one. I was emasculated. I'm sticking to my guns, baby. Dorian Thompson-Robinson sucks. He's not an NFL quarterback. Mm. We saw that one time against a pretty good defense in Baltimore. They couldn't move the ball at all in that game. Look, the under might hit. This is an Iowa-level under. But Kenny Pickett at least can function. Is he good? No. But he can function. And he has George Pickens to throw the ball to. I love the Steelers. They're now getting a point and a half. I'll take it. Steelers plus one and a half against the Browns. I'm probably going to end up betting against that pick this okay. weekend. Uh, DTR has played one game in his career. And so it was awful. He was told on Friday he was playing on a Sunday as a rookie. He uh, was told on a Thursday this week, and I don't think it's going to matter much. Okay, all right. I, I, it's, we got a show game going a little on. Little 5 5 yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson does nothing to scare me. Well, that defense should. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, I go with favorites this weekend. I like some favorites. So do I. I'm going to go to a primetime matchup the Kelsey Bowl. Oh, I'm getting less than a field goal. I get Pat Mahomes at home, less than a field goal. Defense for Philly, not as good statistically this year. They've fallen off a little bit. Philly can move the ball, but I like that Kansas City defense, and it's Patrick Mahomes with less than a field goal. I'm in. I'll take the Chiefs minus two and a half. I will start in college football. Uh, now that uh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan have ended their thing, they can get on and focus about winning a national championship. By the way, teams that thought that they could play offense when they go play yeah. Michigan find out otherwise. I will lay 19 and a half for the Wolverines. Can anybody in the Big Ten play offense? They they fired a coach this morning, and there's indication that that coach was tied to Stallions. So I bet you they took this suspension. 
because there's probably some vague language in a text somewhere. Of course there the is. The big guy needs the signal. <laughs> Get him the signal. It sides. has to be what happened. Uh, I'm going to shift off. I love that Kansas City pick, but you know I don't like doubling up, so I'm going to change that up. I'm going to lay some wood this weekend. 19 and a half, Michigan? Uh, 19, 19 and a half. half at Maryland this yeah. weekend. Uh, I like some big wood games. Who doesn't like big wood on the weekend? Everybody likes big wood. Give me some big wood. Today I'm laying the big wood. I'm going to follow your lead from last weekend. The Panthers have a rookie quarterback. Their offense can't score on anybody. Dallas loves beating up on bad teams to the point where now we're like talking about Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate. Oh, yeah. Like, here we go. Here, oh, oh, the Cowboys yeah. are for real. Yeah. They but Look at that. They beat the Giants twice. Here we go. But you know what? The Carolina Panthers are awful at football. The Frank Reich play calling thing has been a disaster. Bryce Young is going to get eaten alive, maybe decapitated in this game. And <laughs> no. I love the Cowboys no. minus 10 and a half on the road at Carolina. <laughs> I gotta find another pick. Poor Bryce. Oh, you like Cowboys too? I love yeah, we, we sometimes you can double up. Swaggart, yeah. you're and you're standing. You can double up. Okay. Wow. What does that mean? He's thirteen and twenty. Maybe drafting off me Getting will help. Sized up for a white caddy outfit here. Anything can help at this point. Uh, I'm gonna go. My next game is uh, an afternoon one. I look. You guys, you know this better than anybody in the world. I love to complain. I yes. love to bitch and moan when my pick isn't going well in the yes, first quarter with seven minutes to go. You're the survivor pool, one touchdown, and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm panicking at all times. And there's a bit of the end of Pulp Fiction in me. I love to be punished, and I love it bad. Vikings at Broncos, let's ride. Minus two, Broncos beating the Pastronaut. <laughs> I am going to hate that I picked this game. Yes, you are. But I'm going to be living on the edge the entire way until they kick that game-winning field goal. We have one Bronco fan who is a P1, and he always complains. We don't ever give the Broncos I credit. last weekend. We don't love Russell Wilson. We so picked him on go. Monday night. We what do did. you mean? I mean, they were luckier and held to win that game, and they probably shouldn't have, but that's besides but they the They covered the number. All right. So My second pick, Cowboys. I'll lay okay. the 10 and a half, too. Okay, he likes the Cowboys as well. Uh, I'm going to lay some uh, one more final piece of wood here before my picks are done. Uh, this is a team that I think is the best in the NFL. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, hello. I bought some tickets on it when they lost three games in a row, and now it's looking even better. They're back at home. They're healthy, and I think when they play the way they played last weekend, there's nobody in the National Football League that can beat them. The 49ers are at home, laying less than two touchdowns against the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield mm. cannot score on that defense. The Bucs are incredibly inconsistent. They're going on the road. I love the 49ers to win by two tutties. Lay me some wood. 49ers Minus 12 at home against the Bucks. You thought me having the first push of the season was funny. Get ready for the second one here, baby, because I'm going with a team that definitely is going to disappoint me. Push but it, again, push it real good. Push it real good. Chargers minus three. Oh God, don't in do Green it. Bay. Why are Let's you doing do that this? to yourself? Why? Dude, would you do that to yourself? I mean, no disrespect to the people. I mean, we need people to stop attaching their entire identity to sports teams, so I say this nicely. Packers suck. They're really bad. They're yes. so bad. They're really bad. They're so bad. Their coach stinks. The quarterback's <laughs> very mediocre to bad. I'll take Herbert and the Chargers to kind of get some revenge from last weekend's letdown. <laughs> I think they go into Lambeau. I think Justin has three tuds. You're this tempting fate right this there. This is going to work out the same way it did last week. I'm on the same game, but in a different capacity because, yes, the Chargers offense should go up and down Lambeau and find the end zone many, many, many times. But 
that high-paid defense under the uh, expert tutelage of Brandon Staley always finds ways to allow the opponent to stay in the game. So once again, I'm going to take the over of 44 points. Ah. <laughs> the over of 44. What okay. is the weather in Lambeau? I think it's supposed to be fine. I don't think it matters because the field's heated underneath. That so. is a good point. Oh, I always forget that. Yeah, they got those coils and drainage and all sorts of stuff. All right, here we go. Uh, season standings. I'm 22 and 11 this weekend. I'm on Steelers plus one and a half against the Browns. The Cowboys minus 10 and a half against the Panthers and the 49ers minus 12 against Tampa. Sprague season standing 15, 17 and one. He is on Kansas City minus two and a half on Monday Night Football. The Broncos minus two and a half on Sunday Night God, Football. I got two. Uh, two, excuse me. Which yeah. one was two? Kansas Broncos. City Broncos? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Broncos minus two. Correct that. And then the Chargers minus three in Green Bay. Swag on the year 13 and 20. He is on Michigan minus 19 and a half at Maryland. The Cowboys laying the wood against the Panthers minus 10 and a half. And the Chargers and Packers over of 44. Spraying the line is brought to you by a large hypothetical, hypothetical spread in the 23 Civil War. Because winning a spray pick is even more unlikely than Oregon State winning in Eugene next weekend. Oh, you wait. You wait with that 11 and a half points, baby. You wait. You sound confident. I don't think you need any points. We'll go straight up. Sounds I was good. confident with Let's the Let's wrap it up on a football Friday next on the fifth. There you go. Fist pumping your way into the weekend every single Friday. Grinding my gears. I got people on the text line telling me I'm a disgrace Oregon State grad because I don't want to root for Washington State. I think at this point I'm more of a beaver than you are. Confident your team that. tomorrow. I'm rooting for the Cougs take. tonight. I think I'm an honorary B for the weekend. You're not rooting for a different <laughs> team than your team. You're a disgrace. <laughs> what a loser comment. <laughs> we do get packed up after dark tonight. $22,680. You can <laughs> shut the F up. I'll root for whoever I want. <laughs> all paid off now, right? Paid it all off. Hell yeah, brother. Hell. Hell I'm yeah. still paying Oregon State right now for, for what? Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. How much is left on that tab? Uh, he well, went to the Ben well, one too. He did. We are uh, we're paying as we go, so no no debt will be. But he's got he's I think he's got like one or two more classes in the winter term, and then he's uh, done. Mm. Beaver fans are chiming in. Nineteen straight runs, bet straight up. I agree. I mean, you won the game last year. I don't know no, what you're hiding from, comedy. boys. I'm know. going to Reno. You want me to place any bets I don't for know what you? You're hiding from. If you, and I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. I already got my beaver bets, or my my beaver bets. Now I'm thinking about the beavers. My duck bets in. I I put a bet on them in March to win the national title, not thinking it would win. And I'm like, hey, all right, at least it's still alive. And well, uh, I thought you said nobody's giving you a shot. Nobody's giving us a chance. And then I got a bet on Bo <laughs> to win the Heisman. I totally that one f- looks like it might cash. I totally forgot about those because we were. You can bet college on your DraftKings app when you're in Arizona. Yeah, and this will be a fun case study of if you cash those bet. Do the, I. It still shows up. It should hit your account. Shows up in my app. Yeah. Should hit so, your account. Now they have to happen in order for me to figure this out, but uh, <laughs> that is still to come. I can't wait, dude. I know tomorrow's not a great day of college football. There's a lot of dud games, but usually those are the weekends that you end up getting like, ooh, did you? Are you watching this? You see what happened with this? And then we get Oregon State and Washington, man. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to experience it either. Hopefully the weather's not as bad as it's. Being made out to be today, I hate bad weather, but uh, bad weather may also be a, a positive for Oregon State. I think that helps Oregon State. It's, I mean, it has to, right? I mean, it has yeah. to. If it's windy and rainy, it has Clear to. Clear and no rain you when it's not getting touched. You I mean, build dams. Think, this I is what beavers do. The wind helps more than the rain. If it, if that uh, wind can kick up. You go in Penix noodle arm, huh? Can't cut the no, ball it, through the wind. It, it, this happened at the Utah game in the first half. He had a lot of throws go high. Oh. He puts well, a little I think loft it's on a, his When you're oh. with the wind, I think he'll sail it yeah. over people. Right. Mm. right. Well, we'll get a full report on Monday of the atmosphere in Corvallis. Good luck to my beaver brethren tomorrow. 
I don't really, I, I'm kind of in a win-win here. If Oregon wins, I'm kind of in a win-win. If Oregon State wins, it ups the ante for the Civil War next week. If Oregon State wins. Oh, if Oregon State loses, I get more points. No, that's not, straight up. Don't be a coward. We're not doing straight up. Blazers playing a cup game tonight. Nobody cares. Go yeah. Cougs tonight against Colorado. I'm rooting for you, Cougs. Thinking of my Coug brethren. Go Cougs. There you go. Good little show. Trying to be it. friends with everybody. <laughs> I love you jerk. all. I love you all. Okay? I love everybody. Uh, except for Iowa. Iowa sucks, and you shouldn't play football anymore. <laughs> Bet the hunters. <laughs> there. We'll talk to you Monday at uh, 6 a.m. Thanks for being a part of our Friday, everybody. Colin is next. Listening to 1080 The Fam.